0: Hello. Look how good my hair looks. You
1: look like a goddess, (laughs) if I do say so myself. Also, it's my
0: fa- it's my face oil from Trader Joe's
1: it's very very cold here and look what I oh have look what I have do you see it
0: do the you- bar the heater
1: yeah old oh, faithful I think oh, I have faithful. yours too
0: probably I um those heaters are really trusty
1: so Elizabeth and I used to in college uh we didn't have any money like as do most college students, don't have a lot of money or any. Um, and so instead of running our heat in our, how many square feet was that apartment we lived in? 900, five. if that. If that, if that, that's really- oh, no, passionate. you're right, no, 650. Like 650, yeah, 650 yeah, square foot apartment, three bedroom, one bathroom with a kitchen, living room, shared space. And so we just didn't run our heat in the winter and we just slept with space heaters on, which in retrospect, so many things I will not let my children do. That's going to be one of them. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, not wise. Uh, here's money for for heat. <laughs> you never know. That apartment was also infested with termites, which I only learned years later. So,
0: And um, someone was stealing our water while we were living there. So that was cool.
1: There was a lot of things. Probably the money that we spent <laughs> on water that we weren't using, we could have used to just turn our heat on and not like have a fire hazard all the time. But hey, yeah, Whatever. Um, memories. So quick shout out also to a listener old friend of mine from elementary middle high school cody paulson gave us a little little positive feedback about the pod today so today we got we got a little dm and uh he was interested in uh knowing about our listeners and i said I'll be honest with you. I do not track that. That's all of this. <laughs> I, I, I could just be screaming into a void. I
0: do we, not have listen, we actually have a number of listeners in Russia. Oh, do you, do you think it's because they like
1: spaghetti, vodka, vodka. and us too. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't drink vodka.
0: They were like, these ladies like kettle one. And I'm like, bitch, I do.
1: Yeah, you do drink vodka. I, you know, I'm a gin gal. I'm a bourbon gal. Those are my two liquors. Of choice. No, I didn't
0: start drinking vodka until um, Kettle One came out with their botanicals. So, mm,
1: yeah, the Kettle One botanicals, I tried to like and didn't and, and didn't, but I wanted to like them
0: even just with a nice little Fresca.
1: Haven't tried it with Fresca. I tried to be really changer. skinny and just do it with bubbly, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah, probably. I could changer. try. It. I could try it with Fresca. I don't know.
0: Well, this week we are talking about a really interesting topic. And before we get started and dive into it, I want to just make a little blanket statement from Julie and I to the general public. So this week, this, sorry, this week, we're talking about uh, the subject of decriminalizing sex work as, um, is it good? Is it bad? What are the, lots of different opinions. Uh, But essentially what what we want to say is like, when we're referring to sex work, we wanna make it clear that we're referring to a sexual transaction that takes place between two consenting adults. We're not talking about like, I mean, I don't know, we might touch on it, but moral religious values, um, those types of opinions, but we're more so gonna be talking about um, like hard facts from an economic standpoint, from um, healthcare standpoint. We also just wanna make it clear that sex workers can be any gender or non-binary representative as well. So it doesn't just have to be female. I think there's a stigma there that it's strictly a line of work that women are in, but um, we just wanted to make that clear.
1: Yeah, I just saw a video earlier this week and it was about uh, sugar baby, sugar daddy relationships, which there's some, I think there's some discrepancy in the sugar community about whether that would be considered sex work or not, I think it depends on you know the person and who you would ask. Some of them say yes, some of them say no. But um, in the video that I watched, one of the sugar babies was you know a a man, so it's definitely yeah. across the board, not specific to a certain gender.
0: I mean, Julia Roberts really just took that and ran with it.
1: Yeah, that there's some there's some problematic. Well. There's a lot of problematic. She was like, not. "Richard, it's fine." Movies made in the late '80s, and early '90s are just <laughs> problematic, just all around.
0: If we're being honest, so. You know. Okay, so do we want to? I guess we can just tackle a few subjects and just bounce, bounce yeah, around. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna say, truthfully, we have put this subject off a couple times just because other things have come up that we have wanted to cover, and. I am rusty on my notes. So I'm going to, I know you did a lot of this, Elizabeth. So I'm probably going to let you lead charge on this and I'm going to jump in with some of the stuff that I found too. I actually almost I got really excited about that other subject that I sent you on Sunday and I was yes, this close to I had there. a feeling. I was like, should we cover this? And then I was like, no, 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 no.
0: I would have punched you had. through the phone.
1: Yeah, you would have. Because <laughs> I do I do want to cover this. I do want to cover this subject, but we'll cover that maybe for next week because that's yeah. a really good one. So
0: So um I have this and I'll be completely transparent when Julie and I were originally talking about doing this subject, we were going to do it from like a pro con standpoint. So the way that my notes are written are from like a pro con perspective. Yeah. Um, I have them mostly broken out that way too. So, yeah. So just, just know that going into it, but essentially one of the biggest items that I want to talk about is potential for taxable income. So if sex worker, if, if sex work was well is there do
1: you have a definition of sex work should we start with that
0: you said that any
1: transact was that kind of your definition
0: yes yeah okay. essentially essentially that's what sex work is it's a it's a consenting transaction regarding a sexual act okay. being performed it could okay. be there's a lot of things that could happen there yeah um but essentially uh should sex work be decriminalized taxable income as a 1099 10 to 10 to 99 contractor or um if there were corporations set up for sexual professionals according to dennis hoff who is a nevada brothel owner which nevada is a completely different it's it's a completely different situation than the remainder of the continental u.s um just
1: regarding this topic
0: yeah. Uh, so sex work is a million dollar a year business in Las Vegas because it is actually legal there. Hmm. So it's a million dollar a year business in Vegas. The city and the, and the county itself could make around $25 million a year if they would legalize the ta- and tax the sex workers as contractors. $25 million a year for just that city. Wow. So if you put it into perspective and I'll, I'll actually get to it, but so hang on, sorry. That's okay. And we'll, okay. So we'll get to that in a second, but uh, the next item that I wanted to talk about was regulated.
1: Hold on one second. So on that, you're saying the potential for taxable income, we're basically like leaving on the table. I would say, I know one of the cons that I found regarding that. And, and, and I struggle with this because it's kind of like with any small proprietor business that you would start yourself. Like I could literally decide to weave baskets and sell them and I'm my own small business. Right. But it's perpetuating another legal way to, to be a, um, independent contracting business and having the potential, like, how do you enforce taxes paid on that kind of work?
0: Exactly. And it's also going back to your example. If you did want to leave your job and just do basket weaving and be a private vendor, do you have a permit?
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you have have a
0: permit for where you're selling that? So it all goes back to that, but, um, on, on another, just as important subject and almost more important regulated and honest and equal healthcare for sex workers, um, obviously it would decrease, in stis and stds worldwide but overall health of the citizens of the world so so when you say
1: obviously decrease stds and stis maybe go into that a little bit more because i read about that too but i think that might go counterintuitive to what people might think
0: oh really so essentially if you have regulated health care for sex workers like if they were contractors for a corporation or if they were, even if they were private contractors, there are certain standards that everyone has to have, right? So if you are a, say you're a hairstylist and you are, you're working privately out of your home and you have like a little black book of these clients that you do trims or shaves for, right? You have standards by the board of X, which regulates the health, the hairstylists in that area. hmm that would be the same idea for sex workers. So you would have regulations. You would have like, okay, if, if I'm say, and I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass as an example, but say you had five clients a week that you were servicing, you would then be required to go get an STD or an STI test once a week for every five services that you provide, you are required to have one test. And that is just an example. That's not an actual stat that I'm pulling, but I'm saying if, sex work was decriminalized, there would be regulations like this.
1: There, there definitely could be. You could have the potential to lose your license. If you yep. don't comply with regulations, you would mm-hmm. also have more grounds to require your clientele to provide certain SCD negative tests. Um, and that kind of also goes hand in hand with something I read. Um, this came from developmentandaction.org. Um, they were mentioning that... Basically, if we decriminalize sex work, the laws that prevent these sex workers from being able to work safely are essentially removed. So right now with sex work being illegal, sex workers can't report crimes to the police without having to basically say, I'm a sex worker. And then they are you know, criminalizing themselves in that situation. So if it becomes legal, they can report crimes against themselves, uh, them- themselves. And mm-hmm. like you said, zones where sex workers are able to work can be regulated uh, with medical testing facilities established. Now, another side to this that I will mention is gonna be something people are gonna go, well, and it's a fair criticism, is how efficient can we really be with regulating this kind of work too, where health is gonna be so integrated in it. Like you, when you're a hairstylist, you don't necessarily have to have medical tests done all the time or or have your um, clients medically tested. So I would Mm -hmm. say that there are challenges there I don't think that this is an easy topic in general. I don't think covering this, there's like a clear, this is the right way, this is the wrong way, but right. it's sort of just like highlighting all of the good points from every angle. Um, and that's but, a, so that's a fair and justified uh, commentary on why that would be a challenge and,
0: to even doing that. But back to your point though, from a regulation standpoint, yes, it is. there's a, a lot of things that, with healthcare. So it gets a little sticky with it's like, well, did you go to the doctor? Think mm-hmm. about going you and I, were from the hospitality industry. We have m- on multiple occasions had the surprise visit from the health inspector, right? Yeah, exactly. They come in and they want to see, they want to see your, your OSHA binder. They come in, they want to see your temperature logs for your refrigerators. They come in to, they knock on your door and they say, Hey, let me see your, your, uh, your clinic visit log from the past six months.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you don't, if you don't have it and you can't supply it, or if it's, If it's not accurate and it's not signed off by the right medical professionals then maybe you lose your license there are regulations that i think that could be put in place 100 Um, but and and i know okay so guys i know i say that i'm never going to quote or reference wikipedia but we're talking about something that's technically illegal um so there are literally like no official comprehensive reports or censuses regarding this profession right but it's estimated that there are between 40 to 42 million sex workers in the world So when it comes to America, that's an estimation of 31 out of every 10,000 people. So taking this back to the argument of taxes, in 2010, it was estimated that there were a million sex workers currently active in the U.S. Hmm. So I'm not good with math. And I know Las Vegas is a hub for this work. So it's kind of a moot point within that area. Um, But for argument's sake, so let's say an average potential taxes, it is $15 million. Right. That's a potential of $750 million going into the US economy to make a difference in places that we need change, education systems, oh, correctional, yeah. correctional facilities. So we're the military. just- military. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's just a missed opportunity.
1: It is. And I mean, that goes back to a lot of people's argument about decriminalizing marijuana, right? Like it's the same thing or legalizing it. Um, I think that we're, we do need to bring to light a big, huge portion of, uh, the anti with this being for moral and religious, yeah. um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, beliefs, but motivations, um, Values. People, people saying, well, it's just wrong and you shouldn't. And I mean, I to that, I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't know everything about what's right and wrong in life, but a lot of people, you know, are against it for morality reasons. And I'm against hunting. Well, yeah. And, and I would say (laughs) that, that many, many people that are going to say that are also people that are, that believe in, um, you know, free market and, you know, freedom and, you know, do what you want and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting elements there, but it's 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 something you can't leave out. That yeah. there's a big morality piece here that's unique to this particular subject matter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, again, you and I are not the people to say what's right and what's wrong. We're just kind of stating the research that we find and Correct. consolidating information. But um, another item that I wanted to talk about was the reduction of mass incarceration, for what. Mm-hmm could be seen as legal business transactions between two consenting adults and then also increased ability for law enforcement to put their focus elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So when a county or state public defender and prosecution team are processing and there's a trial taking place or if there's any type of like indictment or what have you in regards to this, that's tax dollars being spent in order to convict sex workers. And then there's the cost of keeping them incarcerated. Um, There's also the ability for sex workers to have regulated client lists, which would then decrease violent crime against sex workers. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. it would increase regulated taxable income. Like we just made that statement before, but, and then also increase networking ability across geographical lines and increase business structure. So say you worked for, I don't know, horny dudes, of California love it right I mean why not and then there's a horny dude's office in Vancouver and I'm gonna go I gotta go I gotta go to Toronto because I gotta go visit my uncle hmm. I can just pop in Sally's on vacation looks like her client list they've got certain similar requests I could probably take a couple of her clients while I'm there
1: right. I mean
0: right yeah why not I cover some people when they're on vacation, just in a different fashion,
1: just different kind of work.
0: Um, and then also to that note, human trafficking. So
1: yeah, I, I read a lot about that too. Uh, that yeah. there'll be a large decrease in human trafficking.
0: Yeah. So essentially, not legalizing sex work makes human trafficking of sex workers more likely as it increases their value on the black market, and then of course, human trafficking with normal people for this purpose as well that would also decrease because now there's a more regulated and um, open streamline, I guess, market for Wait,
1: repeat what you just said.
0: Um, how not legalizing sex, sex workers makes human trafficking of sex workers more likely.
1: Oh, I thought you said, okay. Yes. I thought you said that, that decriminalizing it
0: would make it no sorry that's a weird way that I worded it but essentially yeah so essentially legalizing it would obviously help with that but according to Abigail Hall Blanco she's a PhD um or I guess they're a PhD sorry I shouldn't have assumed uh after legalizing sex work in 2003 New Zealand found quote no incident of human trafficking which I don't necessarily buy that Mm -hmm. because like how are you tracking that yeah but I mean based on their records from previous years, it was clearly, there was a decrease, essentially, is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, reduction of violent crime against sex workers. So according to Stephen, I don't know how to say their last name, Castoriano, also a PhD. um, The Netherlands holds a long tradition, which most people know, right? The red light district in Amsterdam. Julie, right.
1: (laughs) So when I went to Amsterdam, I skipped it to to the red light. I skipped the red light district. Yeah. Did you
0: have friends that went,
1: I had friends that went and they went to sex shows and saw some weird shit. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I did not go, you know, are you surprised I didn't go? That's like, no, I just was
0: wondering (laughs) I would have been dragging your ass down that. Um, so of course the Netherlands has the red light district, but Research shows that opening designated areas, which are also called tipple zones, which is like kind of erotic in itself, um, reduces sexual abuse and rape. So the Netherlands saw results between 30 to 40% decrease in crimes, like sex crimes in the first two years of opening the tipple zone.
1: So there was an interesting note. I forgot that I read from New York, uh, youth leader blog. Um, they mentioned that, the legalization of sex work could actually um encourage now they use the term human trafficking which for me I don't know Once to me human trafficking means like the illegal like trafficking of humans like like being taken against your will and correct yeah. yeah or not even against your will but like coerced and you know yeah um and they kind of mentioned that um, with children, if it's legal, it would be much easier to um, sell your children to sexual predators, which I don't know, really know where they're getting that information from now that I'm reading my note back because that seems like a different crime. But, um, <laughs> but the point that they make that I could maybe see is that more children could be potentially coerced to become sex workers it yeah. becomes more legal and, um, normalized, which the two sides of that coin, once again, it's like, who are we to point out what's right and wrong. But I think at the end of the day, this is a dangerous business, right? Like mm-hmm. no matter there, any, even if it's legal, it's dangerous right. um, for many, many reasons. And I'm not sure that we want our children to pursue those sorts of things. Right. So maybe you do, I don't know. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but it's, it's certainly something to think about as a potential, you know, drawback to decriminalization or legalization
0: of this kind but of, but then work. there's the thought process of there's already kids doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, I look at, look at only fans. Look at, I'm not, I'm not arguing against you. I'm just other side of the coin. Like, yeah, already, that's a good point. There's already kids doing it. There's already kids that have only fans. There's, I mean, there's Netflix documentaries about it. The kids yeah. that are, we've, I mean, we've covered the, what was the one, the BBC one.
1: Oh, the, the BBC documentary on only, yeah. only fans. Yeah. 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 Um, so. the general mortality of sex workers is higher as to, opposed to oh, is it? Of other jobs. Yeah. That was another stat that I pulled from the same, uh,
0: that's interesting. Source.
1: so, um, you know, the more people that we have potentially going into this business, that's just something to think about. Then again, who knows what's going into that mortality rate, is this, you know, abuse and brutality of women, which currently sex workers cannot report
0: because right.
1: they are sex workers and they don't want to, you know, implicate themselves in an illegal crime? Um, is it STDs that they don't have treatments for? Or, you know, there's just like a, there's a lot more that could potentially go into that. Just mortality. the not
0: re- And also not regulated healthcare. If they don't have health insurance and they get, mm-hmm. God forbid, they have cancer you know they can't go get treatment for
1: well and I want to I do want to point out I believe uh uh, I don't think you're required to have health insurance anymore to have uh... yeah
0: I know that's what I'm saying
1: well so 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 whether prostitution is legal or not it doesn't mean they have to have health insurance is what i'm
0: saying no that's i mean that's true but also if you if you look at it from a like if they are represented by a, like a sex working agency
1: yes that then yes. they would be
0: offered like a cigna health absolutely you know what i mean you could have insurance
1: through your employer if you right. decided to go through yes a larger company or an agency um and giving health Giving sex workers health insurance through an agency would ultimately save the rest of us money in our pocket from having to pay for treatments for, you know, any number of health issues that could come up with this line of work, you know, that drives up the rest of everyone's premium. Yeah. Not that this is a podcast about health insurance, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk a little bit more about maybe general liability or.
1: I'm already in the insurance Home industry owners. now. i, I, Are you, I sure? Yeah. Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, you know, okay. some collections policy. I can get mad
0: in here. We can talk about workers' oh, comp. Lord. I mean, yeah. um, another item that I wanted to talk about was drug trafficking. And mm-hmm. this is something that's goes along with the stigma of the morality behind it as well. So, right. I mean, it's known that some people begin utilizing sex work as a form of income in order to get or buy drugs or trade, right? Um, well, in turn- and
1: let's also put a pin in that for a second, because there are a number of people coerced into sex work via the use of drugs, yes. then become hooked on the drugs, then must continue the sex work in order to buy more drugs. Like this is not always a situation where someone's just like, I want to buy some crack and right. just go for it that way. Like, that's just not how this works. Anyway, yeah. continue, not always. Oh,
0: no, no, you're good. That's a good point. Um, but in turn, they then begin selling drugs, like you said, and not sure. only tie them i said sure yeah, yeah yeah oh i thought you said her and i was like oh, no. them who <laughs> bitch who is they you? might they might have a dick you don't know <laughs> um so not only ties them into the drug tra- trafficking industry but then also forces sex workers to be in dangerous situations um mm. so if sex work was legalized and treated as business there would be an adjusted stigma right right uh and then higher expectations of the sex work that's being provided and of the sex workers themselves therefore less interaction with drug use and turn less drug trafficking mm-hmm. I would like to think um yeah it sounds nice but then going into changing the stigma and the perception so like like you said take marijuana for example it was frowned upon and seen as like quote a gateway drug or whatever but that was before it was decriminalized and then sold in dispensaries like across the street from where I live right now right so the perception is that sex work is dirty and dangerous well if if it was regulated as a business and sex workers were able to get equal and fair health care and it would no longer be dirty or necessarily as dangerous mm-hmm. um, in some ways, but because of the stigma, the value of sex workers' lives is less than yours and mine. Therefore, crimes against sex workers are considered less urgent to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. if the stigma's, uh, yeah, so if the stigma is adjusted, it will make it easier for sex workers to then take different career paths should they choose to. And also, if they find themselves in a dangerous situation, like you keep saying, they can actually report it.
1: Right. They can report it. The, the subject of reporting to it, it comes from a lot of angles. I, there's an article that I read uh, from U.S. News, and they mentioned that because sex workers are really first and foremost seen as criminals mm-hmm. um, by most people. Uh, there are many places in the world where healthcare workers may feel the obligation to turn them over to the police or report them as criminals, you know, if they are coming in for um, healthcare. So that's tough too, because I think the fear of that, and this ties along with what you're saying about your stigma, the fear of that, that stigma and that thought is also keeping the sex workers from even seeking medical attention at all. And that could also probably play into that mortality that I spoke about earlier.
0: Should this become legalized, right? And should Mm -hmm. sex workers then work for agencies or be represented by corporations? Just because you connect sex work to a quote unquote corporation doesn't mean that there won't be a negative stigma associated with it. Right. So from a moral perspective, it's still physical contact that could result in infection, disease, violence, pregnancy. There's a lot of different risks with it. Um, but having that regulated, um, I mean, having a regulated client list, really decreasing violent crime against sex workers, going back to the networking abilities, right? As long as you have your regulated client list is constantly checked and balanced, making sure that both parties are aware of and handling protection, Mm-hmm. Both parties are responsible for that. Both parties are also regularly tested. You know, if you're on a, say, you're on a client list for whatever corporation, let's go with what, what did I call it? Horny dudes.
1: Yeah, horny dudes, California.
0: Horny dudes, California, and then they have a, another one in Toronto. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, say you are a client of Horny Dudes loc- located in California, you would then be required to have like so many checkups and you would have to submit those reports on your online portal. And then whoever's managing that branch has to make sure that they have a whatever healthcare regulator they have on file that probably also answers the phones would then double check it and make sure it looks good before he's able to even sign up for his next service. So, so, and I will point
1: out too that all of these regulations and stipulations that put in place, surely there will still be a black market for sex work there's no way that you can eliminate it there are going to be people that seek this out you know without regulation um, that will pay more money for it and the uh, sex workers that are willing to take on that risk and want to go around the regulation you know and break the law um can do that and so i just want to point out that sort of a another con that i sort of read about was you know yes People say that it will reduce the um, amount of sex trafficking and illegal prostitution that happens, but it won't eliminate it. And it could potentially heighten the level of um, danger that occurs in that black market environment that would certainly still exist. So that's something to think about. Um, But there is actually a study that I read about. um, This was one that I pulled from U.S. News as well. Um, that there is an actual real-life example about how the approach of decriminalization can improve the sex of healthcare workers and the general population. Um, so, like the, like the act of it? No, that that decriminalizing sex work will improve the health stats for the general pop- oh, population. Oh, I thought
0: you just said I thought you just said that it'll improve sex oh, for yeah, everyone, yeah. and everybody, I was like,
1: oh, okay. Everybody's talking about <laughs> sex. Uh, maybe who knows Um, so from 2003 to 2009 um, there was actually a legal loophole that basically took place in the state of Rhode Island love a good loophole love a good loophole indoor prostitution that took place in massage parlors strip clubs and through online escorts was basically decriminalized Um, so they sort of wanted to provide a snapshot about loosening the restrictions on sex work could look like for public health And there was an an analysis done by researchers at Baylor University and UCLA, which indicates that over that period of time, from 2004 to 2009, Rhode Island saw a 31% decrease in reported rapes and a 40% decrease in cases of female gonorrhea. So wow, that's huge um they also obviously there was a big decrease for arrests with prostitution duh and that in a separate report duh. Uh, like that's not illegal. um in a separate report the ACLU noted that arrests themselves can involve extreme violence and then eventually just lead to the violence of being in prison so you know the decrease in the number of arrests Ultimately, also has a positive impact on the public health of the population. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, however, in 2009, it, the state
0: recriminalized
1: uh, sex work. I don't really know Yikes. why. Um, I didn't really get clear on why they decided like to go back on that. Taking
0: candy from a baby.
1: Yeah. Um, but the following year, um, the I don't know if you and everybody should go listen to the podcast about the Long Island serial killer. Uh, from 2010 um police on long island new york found the bodies of four women who were sex workers and they were hunting for their killer. so um basically a lot of the sex workers that have been advocating for a decriminalization of their trade say like this this case in particular the long island serial killer case and you really should go listen to it i'm gonna send it to you you'll love it yeah Um, they were saying you know making this illegal is forcing us to work in unsafe conditions. And like four sex workers were murdered in long Island, you know, like that's really scary. Like it was somebody clearly targeting sex workers. And that's not the first time that that's happened. If anyone has watched the um, documentary we've mentioned on last week or two weeks ago's podcast about the Ripper, the Yorkshire Ripper, the Yorkshire Ripper mm-hmm. also targeted sex workers. So, um, cause they were, they were less visible. They were less visible, exactly, and you and it's an unsafe transaction when you have to mm-hmm. when you're not able to be seen and say and you know go through it like going through a company going through an agency that's there to protect you. Um, and I think that as a human race, I would really hope that we can all agree that regardless of whatever your occupation is, no one deserves to be, you know, abused. Nobody deserves to be murdered or put in unsafe situations. Yeah. Period. End of story. There's I'm not even I'm sorry, like, if you think that um, just because you're a sex worker that, oh, okay, well, like, it's fine that you died, then you really should, like, stop listening to this podcast. Don't ever come back.
0: And then I'm not uh, okay with that. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't care what you say in the comments. Just leave. Bye. Um, I Bye. would, I, I would also on this subject, like to segue into last week's Bachelor episode, where there was a lot of fucking sex work, shade being thrown. Yeah. Who cares? I know. Who cares? I know. I just, I was so pissed off. I was like, I was like sweating. I had to turn it off. And I was like, what's wrong? I was like, are you not even listening? He was like, no. He like took his headphones out. He's like, no, sorry. what?"
1: I pretty much live in a world of what you eat. Don't make me fat. Speaking of what we might cover next week, but that's on a topic for another day. But like, seriously, if you're a sex worker, I'm not going to judge you. I don't care. You made that decision for your own reasons, girl or boy or whoever I'm talking to, like whatever Like you do, you like what you're doing with your life is none of my freaking business. And it is not my place to judge you.
0: No, I was so annoyed. They were like, can you believe she was (gasps) an escort, like clutching pearls? And I'm like, okay, okay. she probably makes... Four fucking times more money a year than you do so
1: now I I don't know whether or not that rumor about her is true um I, I don't also, either and I
0: don't care I don't care I don't it doesn't care. matter
1: but I but I I think the other like sad and sort of like alarming thing about this is there was a lot of talk um on the show and post show about uh this could ruin her life and like can you imagine something like that like ruining your life I mean really like this really at the end of the day is a woman doing what she wants with her own body, even if it was true. So like whatever, more power to you kind of. Um, but I also sort of like in looking into it, it's possible that maybe she does like bottle service and like, this is just how rumors get started. Still knows probably it makes
0: more money than you do. Well,
1: right. And bottle <laughs> service is not sex work, but like you would be associated with wealthy people in your city. If you're a, if you do bottle service at like a really nice club, that doesn't make it sex work. Whether it's sex work or not, no one has right to judge her. But like, she could just because you know rich old men doesn't mean you're banging them for money. Like, in the most respectful way possible, I'm just saying like that's those two things don't have to go together.
0: Yeah. So I was pretty frustrated by that, and I'd... it
1: was like the dumbest logic like I've ever heard in my freaking life. I was like,
0: so what? Who cares? Like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Like and Very like, ooh, watch out! Like, watch out for her. She's watch an out! Escort. She's an like, escort.
1: Okay, she probably has five shades of lipstick in her purse at any time. Sounds like a friend I'd like to
0: have. Like, yeah, it sounds like somebody I would like to meet in a bathroom sometime. Yeah, a hundred percent. I probably have. We got really great advice, and yeah. I would take all of it. Yeah, I know. It's
1: just, anyways. Yeah, that that was something frustrating. I just I didn't appreciate my Monday night bachelor ritual being taken up with so much of that. Um, yeah. Of. Of that topic was very odd. This has been a weird season of the Bachelor to begin with, but
0: it's been weird. But I'm also the most caught up I've ever been consistently. Yeah, it's it's, a milestone. It's a milestone. We're on episode four, ladies, and I am caught up.
1: Yeah. Um. So speaking, this is something that I really want to kind of weave into the podcast as we talk about. Um, more controversial type subjects, because I just think it's really important to, regardless of your political opinions, to hold your, um, your politicians accountable. So an interesting thing that I read in a couple different resources, one being Rolling Stone, the other USA Today, um, the Rolling Stone article is from March 6, 2019. So this was a little bit older, but he was being interviewed um, and he, Bernie Sanders, I'm sorry, did I, I forgot to mention his name. I just see yeah. him everywhere these days with his damn okay. mittens. Um, so Bernie Sanders was interviewed and asked whether or not he, perc- he supported sex work decriminalization. And we all know Bernie Sanders as being one of the most progressive individuals in politics, Um, right now. And he said, that's a good question. I don't have an answer for that. Uh, So for Bernie Sanders not to have an opinion on this topic, that says Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, I think it just kind of shows you like how complicated it really is. Right. Um, He's not the first candidate that was asked about this particular issue. Um, They also asked Vice President Kamala Harris um, what her stance on decriminaliz- decriminalizing. Oh my
0: God. Oh, are you? Did you? She's broken.
1: I Oops. glitch about once or twice an episode, <laughs> I swear. Um, so. I'm going to be honest. She gave kind of a lukewarm answer. And what's also interesting is that in 2008, she opposed a measure to decriminalize prostitution in San Francisco, which kind of makes sense because she was so hard on crime and she was just, I feel like throwing as many people in prison as she could, which I don't really agree with. If I'm being honest with you, I, I would like to give everybody another chance. So, I mean, I am interested to see how she does as a VP, as a, leader of this country in today's world knowing more than she knows now than she did you know 13 years ago that's totally fair that she could change her opinion on things but she opposed in 2008 um so she kind of reversed her stance when asked do you support sex work decriminalization and her response was i think so i do so and then she said, she added, and she said, on the issue of providing a safe place for sex workers, I'm a huge advocate for that, always have been. Always have been. Don't know if that's true, Kamala, but I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to let this slide. But yeah, it is, it is kind of an interesting response. There's some, uh, I don't want to use the word cognitive dissonance, but maybe some dissonance between what's being said and what's, the talk in the talk and walk in the walk essentially we shall see yeah we'll we'll see what happens um i I do think that this is a really complicated topic in general like there's probably so much that we could have covered that we didn't even cover i mean there is it's
0: it could go on
1: and on and on yeah it really could go on but um here's what i i'm gonna end it on this note as humans it's we don't shouldn't judge each other I do believe people have the right to do what they want with their bodies and that's where I'm going to leave that. I don't want to judge other people and I think people have the right to do what they want with their own bodies. I honestly, even with all the research that I did, even with all the research I did, like I said, I may not be educated enough to really know what are the true implications of potentially decriminalizing. So
0: there's just so many, I think a lot of things we've said And we could go back and forth on this for hours, right? Yeah, like literally. I I think a lot of things that we've said, there's a lot of cons against what we've said. There's a lot of pros against some of the negative things that maybe we brought up, but...
1: There's basically, shockingly, every single... What I found in this research is every single, for every pro, there's a con that literally goes directly against that pro. Like there's not a single thing that you can read that's just like, well, shit, that's a good point. And there's nothing you can say against that. Like every single freaking pro about this topic has a con. Right. Make it as, people are going to freaking do it. Make it as safe as possible for everyone, honestly. Like, so, and I think a lot of people feel that way about a lot of things. Um, And I would say that there's, definitely a lot of that that goes into the subject and so you know when Kamala Harris says I'm I'm absolutely an advocate of making a safe as possible um, environment for sex workers I I appreciate that and I would agree with that Um, Mm -hmm. I would like for her to develop a more solid stance on how she actually feels on the subject because I'd be interested to know Um, because it doesn't really seem like with her track record as state prosecutor that she would be pro decriminalization of pretty much anything so, well, so we shall
0: see. I I suggest everybody go if you have a Prime membership, go watch a documentary. It's called Unseen. It's really good. It's about um some of the victims of uh the subject of this documentary were sex workers. Some of them were mainly just uh in the drug trafficking ring, but essentially were being attacked and there were violent acts and they were not able to report. So they were unseen by, um, by the justice system. So yeah. really great documentary. If you want to go see it, uh, I highly suggest it. And then, um, Julie and I will post the, we'll plug the other, uh, podcast that she was mentioning earlier. Yeah, as well. I definitely will do that. Cause it's really good. Everyone should go listen to it. Well, um, follow us on Instagram at Spaghetti Heads Podcast, follow us on Twitter at spaghetti underscore heads, send your embarrassing stories to spaghettiheadspodcast.com. Um, That's it. Don't judge people, don't
1: be an asshole. Both of those things. Both of those things are good life advice.
0: Do you and- believe in love? <laughs> All right, cheers. Bye.